Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jerry Orris and today we'll be talking about a whole bunch of fantastic films including Fantastic Beaks, Moana, Hidden Figures, The Little Prince Planets of Gargan, Super 4, and also My Little Pony Equestria Girls, Legend of Everfree. But first, we're going to start by talking about Fantastic Beasts with Benjamin, who is 11 and lives in D.C. So, Benjamin, what did you think about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them? I loved this movie. I really liked the characters, the special effects I thought were really good, and generally I liked the story, and it kept me captivated very cool and can you tell us the story about the film the film is about a young wizard named newt scamander who goes to new york with a magical briefcase full of fantastical creatures um who accidentally lets loose so with the help of a baker named jacob and two sisters named tina and queenie they go after and try to find these beasts but when Newt is linked to the death of a politician, um, he's framed. He must prove his innocence, save his friends, and save New York City from a magical threat that faces it. Very interesting. I also saw this film, and I thought there was a lot of different elements in the story, and it was a very complex story. What did you think? Yeah, there are a lot of things going on. Um but I thought that J.K. Rowling did a very good job of wrapping them all together. And this is a J.K. Rowling film, and it is part of the Harry Potter series. Have you seen the previous Harry Potter movies? Um, I've seen the first couple, but I didn't really have a huge outlook on the Harry Potter franchise. And in your opinion, do you think that this is a lot of like the earlier Harry Potter movies? Or do you think it's a whole different route, completely different, everything's different about it? I'd say it's about in between, because kind of does ring true to the Harry Potter films and books, but it also sort of sets up a new, expands it, and um, it's quite dark, actually. It really kind of surprised me in terms of its tone. It, it was dark, I do agree. And now, since you are familiar with the Harry Potter story, do you think that viewers really need to know the Harry Potter lore to be able to appreciate this film? No. Um, there's some references to the Harry Potter universe, but other than that, J.K. Rowling does a great job of making it appealing to new fans and old fans as well. Well, that's very good. And since this is an action-packed special effects movie, how are the special effects? I thought they were pretty good. Um, the beasts look very cool. There are certain beasts that maintain a certain level of... They're kind of adorable, but also kind of menacing and scary. But they're at the point where you're not terrified of them. And there's also J.K. Rowling writing this, but there's also the director, director David Yates. So how did he, he do as a director? Um, I can't really say anything about his directing, but I think it was a smart idea to choose. Because David Yates has directed several of the Harry Potter films. So it was smart to get someone who's directed previous Harry Potter films to direct this one. Um, having a certain 
idea of what the universe is like and what he wanted it to be. Well, I think that is a great idea. It definitely helps fit with the old Harry Potter films in their style. And also, what do you think about the acting? Because we just have a tremendous cast. Of course, we have the fantastic Eddie Redmayne playing Newt. We also have Colin Farewell playing Graves. We had Catherine Watterson playing Tina and Samantha Morton playing Mary Lou. So how did they all do? Um, I feel Eddie Redmayne did a good job in terms of just maintaining an interesting character who kind of keeps to himself. And I feel it was more, I liked their characters rather than the acting. But Eddie Redmayne stood out to me as um, someone who brought a certain physicality to the role. And I have to ask you, because this was just my personal take on it. What did you think about Newt as a character? I thought he was very interesting. Yeah, the good thing this movie does is setting up a lot of things. And I think that uh, if there is a sequel, we'll learn a little bit more about Newt. They reveal just enough to make him an appealing character, but don't reveal too much that you feel like, you know, you feel like you know the character, but you don't know him tons, and there's more to reveal about his history and personality. I definitely agree. You're listening to Kids First Come Attractions, and right now we are just talking to Benjamin about Fantastic Beaks. And also, this show is sponsored by Dino Dan, Wonderful Wizard. And now we will continue talking to Benjamin about the Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, which is out now in theaters, so definitely check it out. So, Benjamin, what would you say is your favorite scene? Um, there's this scene where Newt and one of his friends helping him trying to capture the beast go to the Central Park Zoo to catch um, a creature that has escaped Newt's briefcase. Um... And then Newt starts making these weird mating calls to get the character, our creature, back in his briefcase. And I just thought it was hilarious seeing um, Eddie Redmayne jump around and make these weird noises. And it was very fun to watch. You know what I was thinking during that scene, and I agree with you, that was a hilarious scene, is what exactly were they all thinking? Because when they were shooting that scene, there was no giant monster in front of them. He was just doing that in front of a camera. So that, yeah. just, made, that just made me laugh myself. And what do you think about the soundtrack? Because like all the other Harry Potter films, it does have a very strong soundtrack. Yeah, I was uh, um, surprised to find out that this was actually composed by a different person um, than who composed like the Harry Potter theme. Because uh, the Harry Potter theme sounds very similar. And there's also this um, sort of, what would I call it, theme, I guess, that I thought captured the spirit of New York and really set the scene and the setting very well. And speaking of New York and setting and all of that, it is set in the 1920s. So what did you think about the costume design, the set design, all of that to fit in that timeline? Yeah, I thought that they made it look a lot like 1920s New York. And there's some interesting details that really stay true to what was in that time period. And I thought the costumes did do a good job. They definitely didn't look like there were some that you would see today. And what did you think about the set design of the more magical places? Because there's a city itself, but there's also the magical part of the world, which is a lot different, a lot cooler, to who I personally think. But what do you think about the more magical sets? Particularly in Newt's briefcase. I don't know how much of that was special effects, but that, I just, I thought it was crazy in that scene how much just magic was portrayed and all the different characters it shows you in the landscapes the more magical parts were actually probably the best parts of the movie so i definitely agree and that was my favorite scene and how many stars do you give this film and why five stars 
it just surprised me so much. I didn't set my expectations incredibly high, not because I thought it would be a bad movie, but I loved it. The characters, the special effects, the soundtrack, and you can just tell that they um, put a lot of work into this movie. And also, J.K. Rowling does a great job for her first time as a screenwriter. And exactly, what do you think the message of the story is? Because I noticed that a lot of, well, several of the Harry Potter films, they have some sort of message that they leave at the end. But what do you think the message for this one was? I don't really know if there's a message. I definitely say there are some deeper themes, but I can't, I don't know of a message I drew from this movie. And something that they did announce now that they are actually going to be doing more movies part of this whole series about Newt and his adventures. And what do you think about that? Do you think that's a bad idea, a good idea to extend this story of four more movies? There's five, right? Yeah, there's going to be five. Yeah, uh, I think they can go a bunch of places with that. And maybe they won't all focus on Newt and his briefcase because no spoilers. There are a couple of twists and turns near about the end of the film that could definitely work into other movies. So, and Dumbledore is mentioned, so he could come in too, but uh, I'm interested to see where they could go with it. I think it is a good idea. Oh, I would love to see a movie about Dumbledore and his younger times. That would be fantastic. That is something that I really need to see now. My next question for you is, what do you think your favorite character is? Jacob Kowalski, played by Dan Fogler. He's just such a funny character, and there's certain things he does. Like, there's this thing in the movie called, I believe, Bubble Water that makes you laugh right after you drink it. There's this, just, that he's so funny, and also bring, it's fun to see him act all just mystified at what he's all, what he's seeing, and all this magical stuff he's seeing, and I thought he did a great job of um, portraying that. And what age rating would you give this film and why? Probably somewhere between 11 and 12 to 18. Because I feel you have, there's some adult themes. The climax has some scary parts in it. Uh, and there are some scary magical scenes. So I'd say if you've seen like the last couple Harry Potter movies, then you're probably fine. But if you're... If you're, like, younger than, I'd say, seven or anything, this movie's definitely not for you. I definitely agree. It is very mature. And like you said towards the beginning, it is a rather dark film, so I definitely agree with you on that. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about this absolutely spectacular film. Again, if you like to check it out, it is now in theaters near you, so definitely check it out. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Ors, and you're listening to Kids First Come Attractions. This show is sponsored by Dino Dan, wonderful Wizard of Dinos. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. 
We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hello and welcome back to the program kids first coming attractions i'm your host keeper blakesley and we just got done talking about fantastic beasts and where to find them we're gonna be continuing talking about that film but also talking about hidden figures moana the little prince planet of gargand super super four and my little pony equestria girls legend of everfree right now i'm talking with jerry and nathaniel about the one of the biggest films of the year fantastic beasts and where to find them jerry happy to have you on here and same with you nathaniel so let's get right into it all right so nathaniel and jerry do you uh first of all we got to talk about if you guys are fans of the original harry potter series uh, and if you have a past with them uh, I watched all of the movies, and uh, I like it, but I'm not really a super fan. Uh, I did go to uh, Universal Studios to Harry Potter World, so I know I, a lot about it. I gotta go check out check it out. I've been really planning to go check out that place. Um, Jay, what about you? I love the series very much. I've read all the books, read all the movies. I have my own wand. I read the newest book, Cursed Child, but and I have also seen all the movies, so yes, I'm a huge fan. Wonderful. So, with that said, uh, Jerry, did you feel like that this film was a great continuation, or what, it gives a new generation a introduction to the wizardry world of J.K. Rowling? I really like this because I was slightly worried after reading Cursed Child, which was a different story. It wasn't that good, but this one actually did do justice to the series. It is definitely a lot like the series. I think that's partly because J.K. Rowling was the person who wrote it. She wrote everything, and I think that really helped it. It really made it a Harry Potter book. It really made it something that you could fit in with the rest of the series and wouldn't look different, which I really liked. Wonderful. And uh, what about you, Nathaniel? I think uh, that it, yeah, it's pretty good, I, uh, but uh, it didn't really have any Hogwarts in it, and I was kind of hoping that it'd have kind of more magic, and there was something that was missing, and I feel like it had something to do with no Hogwarts. Well, I hear, if I'm correct, again, haven't seen the film yet, that it's about the, it's set in America, and this is like, it's expanding the wizard world of Harry Potter to a different um, story, so I understand if there may not be Hogwarts, but it could be just because it's a different story and they're trying to create a different uh, 
a different sort of um, direction than what was originally intent. That was the original source material. So, um, Thani, you, uh, you say it's lacking magic. Um, how so? It doesn't really uh, feel like Harry Potter to me. It feels like this new thing. Like, this is new because it's all about the creatures and Harry Potter was more about the magic. So I feel like it's a new thing, but in a lot of relation to it. And I think that that's pretty cool. Uh, what do you have to say about that, Jerry? Well, personally, I do think I agree with him that in terms of the actual main stories, it is completely different. But in terms of the style that J.K. Rowling does her books in, they're mostly mystery fantasy mixes. This one is still definitely that. And in terms of the special effects and the type of shots that they do, like I said in an early interview, it's the same director as many of the other Harry Potter films. So it still has that same style, which I do think is very good. In terms of story, it is very different, but in terms of actual style and plot and all of that, it is very similar. And especially since, I mean, the Harry Potter films, when they originally came out, technology was, we had different uh, forms of technology. And nowadays, it's more, we have, we have a, a gigantic range of tools to create these wonderful beasts and, dare I say, fantastic beasts. And so we, of course... Our technology has allowed us to do more special effects and uh, and do more, but uh, I hear that it's I hear that the magic's still there. I'm I'm hearing conflicting ideas. I'm hearing conflicting opinions here because I'm uh, from for I've talked to some friends who saw the film are big fans who say like, oh the magic is still there. So again, I have to go check out the film and find my own opinions. So Nathaniel, what did you think about the acting in this film since it is an all star um, cast? I thought that it was really good, uh, but my favorite actor was um the person that played Jacob because um he's just a muggle or in this case they call it nomash and mm -hmm. um he's like uh he's surprised when he's supposed to be and I think that it's really cool and I think he did the best acting out of everyone. Wonderful. Uh, now Jerry, how many stars would you how many stars would you give this film? Now, I would give it four out of five stars, and I honestly want to give it a little less, because although it is a fantastic film, fantastic beast film, and so many they achieved so many great things in this film, one of the things I didn't like was the story. The story was very complex, and it had a lot of things going on, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but at the end, they had this huge reveal of who the bad guy was, but if unless you actually had some sort of psychic powers, you didn't really understand who the bad guy was. They introduced the name of the bad guy at the beginning, but they never showed a picture of him or anything like that, which was kind of confusing, because they unmasked this guy, and it's like this guy that, oh my god, it's the bad guy, but wait, how is he the bad guy? What happened? We didn't really <laughs> understand that, and it was slightly disappointing to see that. There's just several things in the film, like, there is two plots going on. The main plot, trying to find a bad guy, and Newt, played by Eddie Redmayne, trying to collect all his creatures back, and honestly, I think that they should have just stuck with either one because they're both fantastic stories, but combined, they're way too confusing. That's happened to a lot of films, and sadly, it sounds like this film has suffered that same fate as well. But if you, I hear if it still has enough magic and special effects for a good entertainment night at the theater. And Nathaniel, what age range would you give this film? I believe I gave it 7 or 8 uh, to 18 because it's kind of violent at some times. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Nathaniel and Jay, for talking about Fantastic Beasts. 
Hello and welcome back to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesley, and we're going to be talking about the films Fantastic Beasts, Moana, and Super 4. Right now, we're going to continue talking to Arjun about Fantastic Beasts. Arjun, thank you so much for being on the program. You're welcome. He's from Nashville, and we're going to be still talking about uh, this film. So, Arjun, with everybody saying about how wonderful this film is, there's some comp- there were some flaws with it. What did you think about it? I thought it was really good. It all worked um, really well. I mean, if I did have any flaws with it, I thought it was a little, the pacing was kind of off, and it, was, it felt really slow sometimes when I was watching it. That's, that, that's interesting. So, Arjun, are you a fan of the Harry Potter World? I am a huge fan of the Harry Potter movies. I, like, I remember watching them and being excited for each movie, um, and I've read all of the books. Same here. I mean, I didn't get to read all the books. I'm going to get so many people hating me for that. But I grew up with these movies. And it's so great to be able to see that this that J.K. Rowling is still continuing this, um, her universe in cinema. Because she always just brings some great films on the big screen. And this one seems to be no exception. Um, so, Arjun, what did, did you feel like this is a great continuation of the expanded universe of J.K. Rowling? And do you feel like it has the opportunity for... A more fantastic stories? Uh, yeah, I felt like it was a really good um, continuation, and I think that it could lead to another, like, a lot of sequels for the Fantastic Beast trilogy. However, I hope it doesn't become a gimmick after a while, because, you know, it's like more Harry Potter, and they obviously want to make money, but it, it, it was a really original story. And I think that's what we have to put in here. It's, it's original. It's not just fueling on the inertia of past films by itself from what i'm hearing it's really good by itself and it's not just following on the fan bases but just new people introduced to this uh to the wizarding world of harry potter or would you agree yeah i would agree with that i mean i feel like a person they do not need to watch any of the previous harry potter movies to understand what's going on in fact i believe it's set a long time before the harry potter movies even started and i feel like any audience member could enjoy this movie now, I hear, and I believe it's been confirmed, that Johnny Depp is going to be in the next um, film, and he's going to be like a starring role. And it's heard that he's going to be Gildred Grindelwald, which is Albus Dumbledore's best friend and also antagonist. Uh, what do you think about that? I think that's really cool. Johnny Depp, he can really pull off like different looks in each character and also different accents. I feel like he'd be a really good choice. And I, I really feel like it is interesting to have him in the Harry Potter universe. Like, it's different, but it's also pretty cool. Definitely. And especially since it could be, like, Albus Dumbledore's like, uh, origins, that would be really cool because he's one of my yeah. favorite characters in the whole universe. And to see his origins would be would be interesting, him as a young man, as mentioned before. Now, uh, that's the future. Right now we have this film. Uh, what did you think about the action in this film? I thought it was really cool, like, the whole movie wasn't action, but, like, when there was a action, it was really cool to watch, really great special effects, and, yeah, I thought it worked really well. Wonderful, and especially since most of the action would be just people twirling wands, but yet, even in the Harry Potter films previously, they they make it look amazing, just how they're able to, they, they with a flick of the wrist, they were able to make all these wonderful magical spells, and it just... It's absolutely spectacular. So, uh, what would you say since this is this film is one of the plots is him rounding up all these 
these beasts he keeps in his suitcase. Uh, what would you say is your favorite creature in the film? Uh, I like the main like creature. I believe it was like it was like a platypus like like creature. I don't know the name of the creature. I'd have to look that up. But um, it was really cute and it was cool how it's like it was twirling around and it and it has like a um, attraction to gold and all sorts of things. So it starts like going inside the bank and taking all the gold and putting it inside its pouch. I thought that was really funny. Oh, that's cute, and that's ador- that's adorable. How- yeah. Can you think about having that as a pet? Oh my word. Yeah, I would love that as a pet. <laughs> now, uh, what would you say about the phenomenal actors in this film? Because you got Eddie Redmayne, Colin Farrell, all these wonderful cast members. Yeah, I thought uh, the actors were amazing. Eddie Redmayne, as usual, brings all of his talent. But the one who really surprised me, I don't really know the actor's name, but the guy who played Jacob, he was amazing in the movie. You know, he was a um, muggle, nomad, whatever you want to call him, um, who kind of... who. Uh, Eddie Redmayne kind of like joins him along in his quest. And I thought his interactions with how the magic world works was really fun to watch. And he was also really funny, had a unique personality. Certainly. Uh, Jacob seems to be like a favorite I've been hearing. It's like everyone's loving Jacob as a character. He just seems to be the favorite in the films. Now, uh, what would you say? You mentioned that the only flaw you would say is the pacing. Like, can you expand on that and how the pacing could be where the film is lacking? I would say like the last like 30 or 40 minutes of the movie, the pacing was really good and it worked really well. Um, But like for the first like one hour or so, it kind of took some time for me to get into the movie. It was kind of slow, exposition heavy, you know, and it was kind of boring for a while. But then I kind of got into it as they were unveiling more of these fantastic beasts and even the main side plot with uh, this guy finding like the main bad guy and all. Definitely. Well, especially since I'm hearing, since you don't have to see the previous films to enjoy this, uh, I'm guessing they have to put a lot of exposition out so you can be introduced into this world. It's like an introduction. Yeah. Now, what would you say, what are your predictions for the future of this? Do you, do you feel like that they could, they could expand on Newt's storyline? Yeah, I feel like they could expand on new storylines. I mean, like, you know, like you were saying, the origin of Albus Dumbledore and his best friend, um, Griffinwald, I believe. Um, and, of course, they're going to be, like, I think he's going to be the main bad guy in the next movie. Like, he might have a confrontation with Newt Scamander. And I think that it'd be really cool if they expand this into several movies. Well, only time would tell, and hopefully we get some good products. Thank you so much, Arjun, for talking about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Oh, and well, how many stars would you give this film and your age range? Uh, I would say it's a 4.5 out of 5 stars, and the age range would be from 8 to 18. That seems to be a pattern. So there is some violence out there for the younger audience, so be careful. But it definitely has some Fantastic Beasts. And if you want to, fi- and if you want to see a film out in theaters, well, you know where to find them. Thank you so much, Arjun. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Kiva Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Dino Dan, a wonderful dino. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. 
All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm jerry ors and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we we're just talking about fantastic beasts quite a lot and now we're going to switch over to moana with arjun who is 14 and lives in beautiful nashville so arjun what do you think about moana I thought it was an amazing visual treat with lots of creativity and great voice acting and all around Disney brings their true magic to the movie. Very interesting. And can you tell us the story of the movie? Uh, it is about Moana, who is like this young villager who always wants to go exploring out in like to the ocean, which is dangerous, but her father always prohibits her to. But one day she is chosen on a grand adventure to reunite the heart of Tefiti, and she must bring the demigod Maui with her, who is arrogant, but does offer to help her. And some names for that. There is Moana played by, and I can never pronounce his name, Ali Cravalho. And also we have the magnificent Dwayne Johnson playing Maui. And there's also a whole bunch of other people. So how did they all do in the roles of voiceover? I thought they all did excellent. I can't once again pronounce his name. Alil Cravalho. She did amazing. And this is her first acting role in a movie. And I thought she did amazing, like brought her most excellent talent and of course Dwayne Johnson brings his usual charisma into all of his characters and he was a, and them those two interacting was a treat to watch and you mentioned that this was a beautiful film what do you think about the animation I thought the animation was excellent whenever water like spl- splashes on people the people like look like they've been splashed over by water and the water effects are excellent the water looks beautiful in the movie and the islands the colors everything just looks amazing and it is very hard to animate water. I know that I, yeah. when I talk to animators, they all say water is the hardest thing to animate, just making it look realistic. So kudos to them for making that look realistic. Now, what do you think about the character design? And, of course, I'm more specifically talking about Maui because I noticed that the characters, they all look very unique and look very interesting from their costumes they wear to their hairdos to just them in general. So what do you think of character design? I thought the character design was excellent. Moana looks like a really strong female hero and Mo- and uh, Maui also looks like a really like once again strong demigod I mean they they did excellent work on the character designs and I can totally tell that they've like spent time thinking these character designs through and what do you think about the story does it keep your attention the whole time or do you think that they could have done something changing to make it better for the first like 20 or 30 minutes when we're sort of like getting introduced to the movie it was kind of a little bit slow but the story instantly kicks in there's lots of them amazing adventures and all sorts of things. I really liked it. Yeah, I see that a lot of films have that problem. 
And my next question is about the directing. Oddly, there are actually four directors. There's Ron Clements, there's Don Hall, there's John Muster, and there's also Chris Williams. So how did all four of the directors do? I thought they did really amazing. Everything flowed well from scene to scene. You know, there's many different locales for this movie. They all looked really great. And seeing the characters move from scene to scene, it, it felt natural and not like sudden. And is there any singing in this film? Uh, singing? Uh, I There was a lot of singing in this film, but it really didn't bother me in any way. It was really nice, um, well-worked songs that they sung. And they also like correlated well to the story. Well, that's good. And was there any sort of background background soundtrack? Yeah, there was background soundtrack. It it sounds it, it sounded really good and worked well with like the particular adventures these characters have. Very interesting. And my next question is about exactly what was the background like? What 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 was the scenery like where they took place? Uh, it was like tropical islands, like maybe Cancun, Mexico, and um, you know. Sometimes they'll go inside like a ship or they're on their ship in the island. There's lots of colors and sunlight. It, it looks really well. And there are some fighting scenes in this film, right? Yeah. How was the action? How was like choreographed and all that? I know that's an animation, but still, how was it all done? Uh, I thought it was well done. I mean, like, you know, it, were, it, it wasn't like huge, like epic battles, but they were, they were still epic, the battles. I mean, I thought, like, it was well done. It felt like an adventure movie with, like, Maui maybe fighting the main an antagonist. And would you call it an adventure movie, or do you think you call it something else? I would say it's like an adventure comedy, also, like, you know, a movie for families, and also a musical in a way, too. And speaking of comedy, what do you think about the comedy? Did it make you laugh, or was it getting a little repetitive after all? After a while, what do you think? I thought the comedy in this movie was, like, really natural. Like, the laughs weren't, like, forced on you. They were really well played. There's a rooster sidekick that Moana has in this movie who is kind of, like, dumb. And he does a lot of, like, funny stuff in the movie. And I thought it wasn't, like, forced. It was, like, always funny, whatever the rooster would do. Very cool. You're listening to Kids vs. Constructions. Right now, we are just talking to Arjun about the new film, Moana. And we will continue talking to Arjun about the film on. But first, our, this week's sponsor is Dino Dan, wonderful wizard of dinos. So let's continue talking to Arjun about Moana. And would you say you were kind of talking about this rooster character? Would you say that is your favorite character? Or would you say another character is your favorite character? I, I really liked Moana and Maui equally. Like, Moana had this, like, adventurous element, and uh, Maui had, like, this sarcastic element. And I think he's going to be, re I think they're both going to be really well liked by the audience. Well, that's good. And what is your favorite scene? Uh, my favorite scene is this battle that Maui has with the sea crab and his ship. I thought it was really well made. And, you know, the sea crab was like kind of like making up songs on his own while fighting Mau Maui. And there was lots of like vibrant colors. It was a really unique scene that you can tell that the artists behind the scenes put their creativity into. Oh, very interesting. And how many stars do you give this film and why? I would give it a 4.5 out of 5 stars because of all of the amazing elements that I mentioned so far. Even if in the beginning it took me a little bit of time to get into because of the slow pacing for like the first like 30 minutes of the movie. But when it, once, it be, once the adventure starts, it immediately kicks in and you're excited to see what happens next. And you not give it 5 off size, 5 stars because of the slow pacing? Yeah. Alright. And what age range would you give this film? I would say... Um, from 5 to 18, I think that adults and kids will like this equally, whether it's from the characters or the adventure. 
And now seeing that this year, 2016, has seemed to be the year of reboots and sequels, do you think that this film's story could deserve a sequel, or do you think that they ended it perfectly and it's just a done film? I think that they could make a sequel to the movie. Of course, it would be kind of hard to pull off because, you know, the movie kind of ends in a, in a state where, like, the movie kind of closes. But if they make a sequel, I'd be excited to see what's next. Very interesting. And instead of the slow pacing, would there was there any other changes you'd like to make to the film? Uh, not really any. Everything else is perfect. And if you could say one good thing about the film, like the best thing about the film, what would it be? I would say that it's like the characterization for Moana and Maui. I thought that they were really well characterized. Like I mentioned before, like Moana, like she is always known to be someone who cares to help and, you know, help and go on adventures as characterized in the beginning. And Maui is always characterized as this guy who's really sarcastic and kind of like mean to other characters. But he also does have a caring side within and he he is eager to help. Hmm. And does this movie teach you a moral or message at the end? Yes, it does. Moana is always constantly faced with situations that push her to her test, but she always, always gives her best to these situations and tries to succeed. So you'd say the moral... Yeah, so you say the moral message is never give up? Yeah. Well, that is a very good moral message. It's a very important one. It's a hard one to follow, but it's something that definitely helps you at the end. My next question is exactly what do you think would be... What do you think would be the best audience for this? Do you think it would be little kids? Do you think it would be fantasy fans? Do you think it would be just fans about magical things? What do you think would be the best audience for this? Ooh, that's a tough one. I think that anyone could go and watch this. It really has a bit of everything in it. It has adventure, comedy, and for some people who really want music in it, it has a lot of music. I mean, I think that anyone could enjoy this movie. Hmm, that's very cool. And also, exactly what do you think about just how the comedy mixed with the uh, with the music? Because I see that a lot of films, when they're comedies and musicals as well, they kind of ruin each other. So how do they play with each other? Uh, I think they played really well. Like, the musical elements, they were really, some of them were, like, dramatic and some of them were comedic. And then the comedy elements were also not just in, like, the music elements. They were, like, you know, in the movie like say if it were like the rooster doing something or Maui making a sarcastic remark I think it worked really well very interesting well thank you so much for talking to me about Moana if you'd like to check out this film it is now in theaters near you so definitely check it out uh, let's take a break I'm Jerry Ors and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions and this show is sponsored by Dino Dan Wonderful Wizard of Dino. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? 
Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hello and welcome back to the show, Kids First Coming Attractions. Boy, has it been a fantastic show. Speaking of which, we've been talking about the films Fantastic Beasts and Moana. But right now we're going to take a sort of a turn from all those films and we're going to be talking to a, about our television series with the star of our show today, Arjun. He's going to be talking about Super 4, Welcome to Kingsland. It is a television series that's out now on DVD. So Arjun, well, let's get right into it. Tell us about what you thought about this show. I thought it was an interesting, neat watch. It was kind of different from other animated things I've seen because it was like set in like a medieval setting, and I think that kids would really like to see this. Now, this show is to spark the 40th anniversary of Playmobil toys. Now, I remember I used to play with these. These play. I had my Legos and my Playmobil, which I use to confuse sometimes, but uh. In fact, speaking of the holiday seasons, I actually have a Playmobil like calendar countdown, which they are fun little toys, and it's great they have a show to be able to um, for the um, to have the anniversary for them. So, as you mentioned, this is a medieval animated adventure. So, tell us a bit about the animation film and how it is. Um, well, it is kind of a little clunky at times, but um, it looks it looks good for the most part, and it looks like they are really Playmobil figures in an environment. Like, it kind of reminded me of the Lego movie and the way how it's, like, Lego characters in some environment. They really did look like Playmobile characters. Certainly, and I actually hear this, like, there's different worlds. There's, like, the medieval, there's pirates, there's scientists, robots, dinosaurs, aliens. A lot of different ways of, uh, a lot of different worlds that this show can explore. But um, particularly with the DVD set that you watched, uh, what, what does it focus mainly on? It's mainly on, like, the knights and armor settings, like, medieval setting, with the character, uh, Prince, uh, Alexander, and he also brings his friends along on this adventure, and he sort of, like, helps his father out with some certain tasks and, you know, deals with dragons and all sorts of stuff. Now, you mentioned that this is sort of a different kind of show. This is actually... Uh, a Fran- it was commissioned by France Television, so it's it's it's, it's actually a foreign television show. So, uh, what makes this show different than others? Uh, well, other shows that kind of like focused on like one setting, um, but this show is kind of like a collaboration of all settings. Like it includes characters from like a pirate world or like a science world or even like a you know fantasy setting with like fairies and all. And even, like, the medieval setting, like I mentioned, obviously the environment is in the medieval setting the whole time, but I thought that the characters were really different and from different settings. So that makes it much different than any other TV show I've seen. Now, does the show follow a a storyline throughout each season, like a full storyline in the medieval setting, or is it, like, different stories each episode? It's, like, different stories in the same setting each episode. Like, they'll deal with a different thing each episode. 
So what do they mainly tackle on? Like what kind of morals and messages do they show? They kind of show how the group works as a team, um, you know, and never like abandons each other. Like there's one episode in which one of the team members is turned into a dragon. Instead of abandoning that team member, they go back and try to find a way to fix her. Interesting. So basic morals and messages of teamwork, which are very important, of course. Uh, and what's interesting about these children's shows is that people are like, oh, it's just about teamwork or it's just about following your dream. But to be honest, we push these messages because people don't follow them still. <laughs> Obviously, people are, we need to enforce them into our brain because it's a very important messages. So, Arjun, what would you say is your favorite episode in the series that you saw? Uh, I would say it's like the one where like this rival kingdom, the main leader tries to uh, he tries to be like the doppelganger of the king there. So he makes <laughs> he makes everyone think he's the doppelganger. I thought it was a really interesting episode. You know, it's always fun to see someone play the doppelganger of another. Yeah, certainly, def definitely sounds like an interesting episode. Now, um, what would you say? Um, about this this show that uh, makes it unique, particularly. Uh, particularly, uh, I definitely like, like like I mentioned, the characters. Like in particular, Jean. Like in a medieval setting, in all of these settings, you have like a pirate and a fairy and like a scientist. Like Jean's just this random guy in a in a suit and tie, which makes you wonder. Like, okay, he's he's random here, but it it makes the show really interesting too, because you have like different looking characters everywhere. Diverse number of characters is always great to hear from a show. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we just got done talking about Moana and Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. We're going to continue our conversation with Arjun about Super 4. Welcome to Kingsland. And this show is sponsored by Dino Dan, wonderful wizard of dinos. Uh, so, Arjun, um, you mentioned that the, the device, the diverse characters that they have. They have a bunch of different characters like pirates and fairies. Uh, would you say that your favorite is Gene? Is your favorite character? Yep, I would say he is my favorite character. He was he's always like acting smart and sometimes he's wrong, sometimes he's not. But I, I really like characters like that who are like really smart. He's also dressed in a unique way, like I mentioned, and that kind of adds to the characterization. Now, what would you say because this is his animation much like the Lego movie, they followed by the logic of building and everything. Well, what does um, Playmobil do, Because since, since they are different? Uh, well, like, they don't really do, like, anything different. Like, the environments aren't particularly made out of Playmobil. They're just animated environments. But the characters, mm. like, I mean, they kind of look like Playmobil characters. Like, I don't have too much information on a Playmobil figure, but, you know, they definitely look like them. Certainly. Now... What would you say is that, um, which show had like the most unique message since we talked about that most television shows talk about follow your dream and work together. What was a unique message in the show? Uh, the unique message in the show. I really liked the, the message in one of the episodes where, uh, you know, one of the team members has turned into a dragon because of a curse and, you know, the team could have easily just left it alone, but no, they, they try to help the teammate turn back into her normal self. And I really... I really like the message of, like, you know, don't give up on your teammates. Like, always, like, support them, you know. We even have dragons in the show. That's cool. Yep. Wonderful. So, what would you say is the age range for this show? I would say it is from a 
five to ten, because I feel like from that age range, people would really, kids would really like watching the show. After that, adults will kind of get bored by this, like the humor is kind of juvenile. I mean, and it really appeals to the younger audience. Younger audiences will definitely have a treat out of this movie. Very interesting. Now, there is a talk of a possible feature film in 2018. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, I think it would be a really cool opportunity. You know, like Lego obviously has like its Lego movie series and it keeps on coming out like Lego Batman and stuff. You know, Playmobil could possibly come out with some movies to kind of like compete with that industry. And, you know, if, you know, kids would really like watching Playmobil. So, yeah, I think that kids would really have a treat from all of those movies. Now, it seems to be a running theme with movies nowadays, as we mentioned, sequels and prequels and reboots. But also another thing is that we make toys into movies. Lego Movie is now doing it, Playmobil, even like the Smurfs were toys, and so were the Ninja Turtles. Uh, what do you think about this, of like toys becoming movies now? I think that it's interesting because like from the point of view of a kid who plays with these toys, you know, they could be enacting these certain situations with the toys. So it would definitely appeal to them like, whoa, these toys are in a movie. So yeah, I really do think that that is a really cool thing. Agreed. Thank you so much, Arjun. Kids First Coming Attractions, I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Dino Dan, wonderful dinos. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. 